Welcome back, everyone, to the Courage Revolution podcast. I am Jessica, your host, and on this week's episode, I am really excited for my guest, Debbie. I had the privilege of working with her through my functional medicine doctor as my nutritionist, and she's been amazing, and I can't wait for her to share all of her knowledge and all of her information with you guys. So, Debbie, take it away. Oh, hi. I'm so glad to be here. And I, you know, it was just as much of a pleasure for me to work with you. You were kind of like a dream client. You did everything I asked you to do exactly the way I needed you to do it. And then you did a hundred times more than that. And so engaging with you has been fantastic. And watching your journey this entire time, uh, just it, to achieve optimal health is, is it's, it's why I jump out of bed is to be able to help people to do this. But I am a functional nutrition coach. Um, I'm also just a health, you know, a standard health coach. Um, I've been a personal trainer for almost 25 years. I work with folks out in the gym, but mostly do nutrition uh, for a living. I own a personal training uh, fitness center and uh, we primarily uh, work with folks from all different walks of life. We work with athletes. We work with, uh, you know, folks that are dealing with injury or recovering. And uh, I started uh, this process through personal training and ended up becoming very ill, you know, at a very young age and uh, nutrition ended up saving my life. So that's why I went the direction of nutrition and realized that I cannot help people with personal training unless nutrition is a component of it. And then it just took off and, you know, my passion really became nutrition. And so I hire trainers, I staff trainers, I manage trainers. I used to do it at six different locations. And now I just simply have two locations that are my locations and it's integrity training systems. And then in addition to that, I own a healthy bakery, a gluten-free, dairy-free, um, very nutrient-dense bakery here in St. Louis. And it's just local. We don't um, have anything that we can ship at this time, but it's certainly growing. And we offer it to our clients, and then we deliver all over the St. Louis area. Which so I absolutely cool. love. And I'm, I'm so jealous that it's not in my area. Cause every time I see you post, I'm like, Oh, I want some. <laughs> I know. I know. We, we pray that, that at eventually that that's, that's where it goes. You know, we want someone that can come in, take over and just grow it like that, you know, but we are in local coffee shops and we have um, the nutrition he stores here in St. Louis that we're, that we are, that you can get our cookies. We do cookies and muffins and brownies. So lots of different options. And that was based out of um, the need because my daughter and my husband, they have to be gluten-free and dairy-free. Uh, so I just had to come up with something that they could still enjoy life, but, and, and not, you know, not just get something off the shelf that's gluten-free, that's still full of sugar. And tell me a little bit of, of more about your husband's role in this too. Cause I like admire you guys so much of what you guys do as a married couple and for your business. It's just such a cool thing to be able to see people that can be in those worlds together and support yes. each other in the different roles in your guys' you know, business. It's, it's an amazing blessing, you know, because if, if we didn't do this together, 
we wouldn't see each other. You know, when I met John, he actually came to me for nutrition. Um, he had a heart attack when he was 26. And so one of the gym owners that I worked for at the time, he was great friends with uh, John. And he asked me if I would be willing, uh, you know, he, he just asked me as a favor, would you work, would you work with John? You know, John was going through a divorce. He was really in a very, very hard place in his life. And he certainly didn't have the money to afford to work with me. So the owner of the gym really wanted to bless him and help him. And so I agreed to work with him. Well, not knowing it, John was a police officer. I mean, he was a retired cage fighter. I mean, he just, just had this like whole history. And when I first met him, you know, I, I was just shocked at just this oppression that I felt on him. It was very, very strong. And I met with him and I went back into my office and I just said, you know, I want to help you with your food and I'm going to get you to a better place with your health, but I can't shake the feeling that, you know, there's something more serious going on. And I just, I'd like to be able to help you maybe with faith or just with whatever this gap is that's going on with you, because I can tell that there's just something going way stronger than just you, you know, needing a new diet, you know, something serious. And he said, well, Ma'am, I am a police officer and uh, I stuck my duty pistol in my mouth two days ago and was going to end my life. And no one knows that. So I don't know why you're saying all this, but there must be something to this faith thing that you're talking about. So, yes, I need your help and I, I need your help with the diet, but I need your help because I, I'm not finding the will to live anymore. So that was pretty intense. And we sat there and we prayed and we believed for change. And so John basically, I mean, at that moment, my heart, you know, fell out of my chest and I wanted to do whatever I could to help John. I mean, you know, at this point I could see the warrior he could be, but life had just beat him to heck, you know, to be honest with yeah. you. And so over time we changed his food and we you know, got him, you know, working out and believing in himself and figuring out, you know, like who God called him to be. And he just said, you know, Debbie, I want to do what you do. I, I want to do this for a living. And I said, well, you know, we could probably have you do that part time and uh, still be a police officer. I have firemen that work for me, you know, all, all sorts of things. And he's like, no, no, I want to do this. I want to dive in head first. This is what I want to do. And I was like, well, that's a big move, you know, but I will support you 100%. And so he did. He he left the police force. He had been in it for almost a decade. And all of his, you know, uh, sergeants and all of his higher ups, you know, they all come in here in the gym and they just loved John and they loved him as a police officer. But they really believe that he, you know, if this is what he needed to do, then this is what he needed to do. But if he wasn't working here, we wouldn't even see each other, you know, because we both are so busy and we work so much. But what's amazing is we can change lives together. We have the same vision and the vision is we are so inspired to save lives, to change lives, to bring people um, hope with their health, you know, and, and just together, we just connect on whatever it takes, you know, like we just have this warrior mentality that we will battle through whatever it takes to be able to get to that next person and to get that next person to the next level. And we love our staff, like they're our family, you know, and, and so together we have hopes and we have dreams and we have visions and we just, we really challenge ourselves to really reach that. And so I'm so blessed to work with him. And I mean, he's just an incredible 
warrior and an, an amazing personal trainer. I mean, just an outstanding trainer. And he, he lived it. Like he can meet with anybody and say, oh, I know what it's like to put muscle on. Oh, I know what it's like to lose a hundred pounds. Oh, I know what it's like to have a heart attack. Oh, I know what it's like to be depressed. So yeah. depressed that I wanted to kill myself. You know, he, he's just in it with you. You know, he's just so real. We're like, I'm over here. You know, I've been lifting weights since I was in the sixth grade. I may not be as easy to relate to, you know what I mean? Where he's definitely mm -hmm. someone you can connect with. So it's, it's an awesome blessing that I get to work with them for sure. Well, and I think that's the amazing thing that is like the gift of women to the world, right? Like we, I've been having a lot of these conversations with people recently about we're so much better together, men and yes. women, because, you know, there's this like feminist movement of like women needing to do it all and be it all. And it's like, no, that's not what we're meant to do. We're meant to right. like, you know, bring out the best in each other. And women have these very intuitive abilities that like, that's what men need is someone to see them and believe in them in that way. Yep. And I love that you were able to see and be that for your husband to help give him hope when he most needed it. Because it's like, look at the statistics of what's happening with men in the world today. Absolutely. And it's like, and then it's like, women are so on the defense and it's like, okay, well, how can we utilize what we are good at and our gifts that we bring to the world to help elevate them and what they already know they're capable of. They just need somebody to say that they believe in them, you know, Absolutely. or like give them a little bit of that support. I, I couldn't so, agree more. I couldn't agree more. I mean, and at the end of the day, I talk to clients about that exact same thing. You know, they might come in and, and just start griping, you know, down this path of griping, <laughs> you know, and I just, I always take that love walk approach. You know, I've just never found that, you know, biting away at somebody's faults had ever really advanced me in life, you know, where turning the other cheek, taking the love walk and really just trying to find yeah. a way to encourage someone with love. Um, I just feel like I've got, I reek more when I sow that way. And, uh, and John is the same way. Now he would burn down someone's kingdom for me. So I don't want to make it sound like he's soft, but, uh, but yeah, he just, yeah. it's the same way. Like we just encourage each other. We build each other. We're not competing with each other. Do you know what I mean? Like, I want him yeah. to win. I want him to be the best. I want everyone to think he's the best and he wants me to win and be the best and everyone to think I'm the best. And, and, and it's funny, I'll get like weird, creepy messages on, you know, social media. And I'll just say, John, I just wanted to show you this, this guy, he just keeps sending me a message telling me I'm beautiful or whatever, whatever. And he'll be like, I totally agree with him, Deb. You know, I mean, like, instead of like, who <laughs> is this that. weirdo? You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm going to message him. He'll be like, I totally agree with him, Deb. <laughs> I'm like, well, thank yeah. you. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, we really are so strong together. And so instead of fighting each other and like the enemy will come in in a marriage and, and try to knock you off your block, like all, oh my gosh, in so many ways, especially as you're trying to become successful. I mean, yes. it's like fiery darts, you know, but we're like shield wall together, you know, like we like mm -hmm. together, we're like shield wall to those fiery darts and we just fight the good fight of faith, you know, and, and at a very young part of our marriage, our pastor said, don't fight each other 
fight together for the mm -hmm. good and the call that God has on your life. And he just said that in a message, like, like he didn't tell us. And we were like, oh, that came to us. Like we were like, that mm -hmm. was our word. And we, we just soldiered up at that moment. And together we just fight it out, you know, and, and we really battle through life. And I mean, life happens. You have like disagreements, you know, I mean, that's life, you know, but it, it's nothing that I ever, I mean, divorce or, or anything like that doesn't even exist in our world. We don't even have that category yeah. in our life. It's like till death do us part. Like we're so like Viking and shield maiden about our life, you know? <laughs> so well, it's like challenge conflict breeds change though conflict is necessary for growth Absolutely. so it's like you guys do have to have some disagreements to be oh, able yeah. to like grow and evolve together sure. you know and for things to get bigger and to get better you know yeah. Absolutely. And you can't be afraid to speak up. You can't be. I, what I like is that we're able to be our true selves with each other. And that me if that means sometimes you got to be real and you got to be candid and you got to be able to speak the truth to somebody, yeah. you know, and I mean, not in an awful way, but like you got to be able to say, hey, man, like you got to show up. You know, you have to show up the way yes. I'm showing up. You know what I mean? And and then that other person has to be like, I needed that call out. Thank you. Like not so I'm insecure. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be yes. mad at you. I'm not yeah. mad at you because what you did was wrong. I'm mad at you because I'm insecure. We had to get past that stuff and be like, I needed that call out. Thank you. Like, you're right. I mean, it hurts. You know what I mean? Like to be told like, Hey, you know, you get, you need to do that or something, but it's like, no, I need someone that's willing to tell me that kind of stuff, you know, but that's how you build together. And that's how you become that cohesive partnership because not only are you supporting each other, but you're calling each other out on your bull crap. You know, and right. what I like to tell a lot of people is that you are not responsible for anybody else's happiness or feelings, but yes. what you are responsible for is your intent your delivery and your tone. That's so good. And timing, timing's also another one just because it's like, okay, well, if you can acknowledge that somebody is like in the thick of some stuff right now, that's probably not the best thing. Right. That's something right. that's been my life journey is discernment of timing of yeah. things. That's everybody. I mean, no. And, yeah. and you know what? You mess up sometimes and we chalk that up to wisdom and we put it in the yes. file like, oh, I'm not doing that again. You know, I messed that one up big time. And you do that in marriage. Yeah. I mean, you're like, yeah, I shouldn't have said it when I said it. And, and even then I'm like, I go back at that. Like, I shouldn't have said that when I said it. You know, I, it was bad timing maybe you needed to hear that message, but it was bad timing on my behalf, you know, and I've had to, I've had to say that many a times, especially when you're in Eat business. Humble pie. Yes. Yeah. When you're in business with a partner, cause you might come at something from a business perspective and you're like, you're like, oh gosh, but still this is like, you know, that <laughs> I also have to come at it. Like this is my husband, you know, and, and he has to do the same thing for me too. So, but I seriously couldn't be more thankful for the opportunity. A lot of times people will say like the opposite. They'll like, oh my gosh, like what's it like having to work with, you know, your spouse all day long? Like, do you, are you guys at each other's throat? I'm like, I don't think so. No, I mean, I think we're, I think we do great, you know, and I, I can't even imagine doing it without them. I, I don't want to be away from them. It's, we're kind of like crazy, gross, just people that want to be around each other all the time. I love that so much though. That's we, what I'm saying. Like I admire so much about what, you guys do and how you guys live and what you guys 
like what you guys bring to the world together too, you know? And it's yeah. like, if, if we spent as much time on our relationships, not only getting to know ourselves but our significant others and our family that we do to get our degrees, impress yeah. our bosses, you know, think of the 40 plus hours a week people are spending away from yeah. their spouses. It's like, well, no, no wonder why work affairs and stuff are happening because right. you're bonding more with people outside the home than you are with people inside the home. That's you know? exactly right. That's exactly right. That's and so one good. Thing that too. I love about this conversation in general is that how it contributes to your overall health. It does. And I, again, I meet with people one-on-one -on -one all day long as a health coach. And I'm telling you that relationships are the number one trigger. Relationships and finances are the number one trigger for why people are addicted to food, you know, or why people make terrible decisions with their food and they feed their flesh instead of, you know, their actual, you know, body that and, and feeding and nourishing their body. Instead, they're just feeding their emotions, you know, and relationships and the way relationships are handled and communications. Um, and of course, finances, those are two huge reasons why people fail when it comes to food and why their health ends up declining. But, you know, then there's that whole just like freedom of, um, you know, just feeling uh, like you have good energy on your body, like you're not walking around with a dark cloud, you know, uh, hovering over you all the time. When you find that you can be your true self around anybody, whether it be your work uh, folks or your friends or your spouse, um, then you stop having so much darkness on you because you're not walking around as somebody that you're not and you've got good, fresh energy on you every day. And when you like who you are and you like what you offer to the world, that's that's another thing that improves your health because self-confidence isn't something that's like embedded in us. Like we're not born with it. Like we actually have to wake up every day and, and build it. Like we, we have to do things to become self-confident every day. And, and that self-confidence is what ultimately it plays a big role in making us mentally healthy, which ultimately makes us physically healthy, you know, and no one can build that self-confidence for you. It's like, it's up to you, you know, and there are people around you that can surround you and bring you amazing energy and build you and help you grow. But it's still up to you to believe everything they say about you. Like you could still disagree and, with everything, you know? Well, not just that, but you can only take from other people so much. Yeah. It's only going to give you like these little hits. It's not going to be sustainable. That's you right. have to create something that is sourced from within that you are not depending on all these other external things and outside sources. Yeah. It's like having that foundation of your home. You know, if you don't have a solid foundation of your home, everything inside your house is going to be off kilter and it's not going to be sustainable, especially yes. when hard times in life hit. <laughs> exactly. And that's, if I'm meeting with someone, you know, one-on-one -on -one with their nutrition, that's that gap that I'm trying to help them identify with. I'm saying right now we're filling this gap with food. Okay. But where's the actual gap? You know, like what's actually happening here? What's drawing this to now we have to kind of work on that, you know, and, and when we can open people's eyes to maybe a protocol they've been following their whole life, you know, of negativity, um, 
Mm-hmm. You know, we can get them out of food and we can get them into something else. We can get them into meditation. We can get them into prayer. We can get them into uh, working out, exercising, you know, stretching, opening the body up, releasing toxins from the body on a regular basis. And then eating the food, the healthiest form of nourishment is actually what they want because when they eat it, they can feel that difference. And then suddenly, that gap that they were filling with food, they've now filled it with like all these other things that's channeling all this incredible energy and creating amazing vibrations all throughout their body. You know what I mean? So it, it takes time though. And you've got to unpack that one layer at a time and give people a space where they feel like they can be open. You close the door and they can be open and say, Hey, this is my problem. You know, like this is what I'm doing. I'm, I'm telling the world I'm doing this, but behind closed doors, I'm doing this. And this is why I can't get this weight off. And this is probably why I'm going to end up getting divorced and, you know, whatever, whatever. And then you just take it one thing at a time, one thing at a time. One of my favorite things about working with you is that, and something I'd never experienced with anyone else and what I was kind of struggling with other people I'd worked with before, that they were so focused on just these just the, like the metrics of things, you know, yes. where it's like when I worked with somebody else and I did like the elimination diet and it was just those things, but there wasn't a lot else behind it because we are so much more than just what we put in our mouths, you know? Yes. So what I yes. like about working with you is that it's all encompassing. And I like, cause I was already on the woo train before we met. So then it was like, okay, how, how, how on the train is she, you know? So then it's like, when I was bringing things up, you were like, Oh, perfect. Because then we can kind of connect on like, you know, and what I've, what I've been sharing with other people too, is the same concepts of like, Hey, doing, you know, the, like the cleansing showers or baths, right. Mm -hmm. To cleanse your energy and to find like the balance and the stillness. And so I like that you, I already had that knowledge, but you helped me connect the dots a little better with how this was going to help basically complete the circle of all the things that I was already doing to put them all together. Absolutely. And it is necessary. You know, I, I've worked in fitness for 25 years and when you've been in, you know, gyms all your life, you know, you've heard every diet that there is, you know, I mean, I'm just telling you right now, I, there's probably not a diet out there that I haven't personally tried or that I haven't had someone try or that I haven't had someone come and tell me that they've tried. So when it comes to the food, to be completely honest with you, the food is the easiest part of the whole entire thing. Um, now, of course, everybody handles food differently, you know, and so no one should really be on the exact same thing. And there is no one thing. That's why I don't really follow a macro based diet. Um, but learning a person, understanding their environment, like, you know, with you, it's like, okay, where is she living? Like, what are, what, what's the situation? What's the climate, Mm -hmm. you know, where is she in her life? You know, what stage is she in? We have to take and sit into consideration all of these things or we won't be successful. Because if I just hand you a diet, that's just yep. one plan. But what I want to hand you is a roadmap to a nourishing lifestyle and how food can affect you in so many ways, how it can affect your mood, how it can affect your skin, how it can affect digestion, uh, how it can affect the way your joints feel every day. You know, uh, overall, why you have allergies, what's at the root of that? How many food Foods could be impacting that. Sure, I know you think it's the mold outside or it's the pollen, but something's driving 
that a little bit more than what you know, you know what I mean? And so we really go deep dive into how your body receives food. And I typically start a person on an anti-inflammatory diet, and it's basically a Mediterranean-based diet, if we had to put a term to it. And then it's also a low histamine diet, because I want to reduce the body's just overall responses that it's having. And I very much educate a person every step of the way of why are we eating this? Why are we not eating this? When are we going to bring that back in? And what will we be looking for when we bring, when we bring it back in? Instead of just ripping the Band-Aid off and saying, you can't eat any of these things because it's this yes. protocol. It's just, we just want to see what your body does with that. So ultimately learning from you, you tell me why I feel this way. I get tired when this happens. I get a headache when this happens. All that you tell me about your health, I usually ask you eight to 10 questions and none of it really has anything to do with your weight or your measurements. It's all about your health. And when we get those things lining up correctly and they're consistently lining up correctly, if weight loss is necessary, it will happen. You know, and all of a sudden there'll just be like this door that opens and you'll just start losing swelling or you'll just start losing some body fat because, you know, it, it, it's the right protocol. It's all working, but it could be the perfect diet and, it, and you may not lose weight and that happens. Then we have to start addressing the other issues. Okay. What are you doing for rest? You know, and that's when I start talking to you about, okay, now I know you're like, you like to hit it hard in the gym. Like I know you like to be in the gym, but what if I told you I needed you to like chill out a little bit in the gym? Maybe I think you might be doing it a little too intense and maybe we can get back to the HIT training, but could you give me a month where we actually tried to calm down your adrenals and we calm down your body? And not everybody wants to talk to people about that because that's not the popular thing. Like the popular thing is go run yourself into the ground at the gym and yes. record a video while you're doing it, right? So you can tell everybody you did it, but then you go home and the next day your body's so swollen, you don't lose any weight. And what you don't understand is that sometimes the body's just so run down, it really needs a break. And so like in your case, you know, that's when we experimented with the yoga and the breath work mm -hmm. and meditation, the salt baths, you know, like all the things, you know, essential oils, like all these things that can start to really bring balance to the body. And then every now and again, if you want to do a hit class or if you want to do some uh, sprints on the treadmill or what, you know what I mean? Whatever the situation is. Yeah. Your body has a good flow with that because it's been in a position now where it's willing to recover where if you're trying to do that stuff five days a week, you're hitting a CrossFit class five days a week, uh, whatever, uh, you know, an F45, nothing wrong with those places, but five days a week, you can just get to a place where that body just keeps shutting down and getting more and more run down. And honestly, more and more nowadays, I get more people that are in those circumstances than I get people that like are doing nothing. And I have to try to like, come on now, we got to start doing some stuff here. You know what I mean? I think one of the things is that, and this is another conversation I've been trying to have with more people, kind of feeling out their openness to the bigger picture of what wellness is, not just yes. health, not just like this really restrictive diet, you know, but the bigger picture of your wellness, because it's like, okay, the older we get, the more we're putting in our backpacks, right? Our emotional backpacks. Yes. And especially if we've never dealt 
with the things in our childhood, with the traumas we've experienced with, you know, by my age at 38, especially here in Texas, a lot of people have been divorced. Okay. Yes. Well, that creates a lot of emotional baggage. Have you unpacked and processed that? Right. So what people aren't really understanding is like all the bigger picture of things. And it's like, yes, that might've worked in your twenties, but that was before you had so much extra baggage of things in your life right. that are all weighing you down, that are all trapped in your body in various ways. And typically if you're someone like me, that's gone hard is because like you feel this stuff. So that's what you feel is like your solution for it, is to go harder. Right. And it's yeah. like, no, actually you need to undo what you've done. And that's yeah. what I've been trying to explain to people with all my years in healthcare. I'm like, I consider myself an empath. Well, I absorb all the energy around me. I yes. have been absorbing everyone else's trauma, fear, pain, yep. illness, you know, stress and all the things for years on top of like, yes, I ate generally healthy, I ate very like paleo and was super active, but I was very much compartmentalizing all the things I was taking on and how I would deal with that is to work out harder is to, you know, like, yeah, I would like sleep more for a day or two, but it was like, the more I worked out, the more I just ran off more adrenaline. It's yes. so crazy that if yes. I'm working out a certain amount of days a week, my body does not want rest. I'm right. not kidding. I will wake up five hours. Yeah. after only sleeping five hours. And yeah. I thought it was okay to run like that because that's when my body woke up, but not realizing it's because I was constantly running off this like high cortisol, adrenaline, stress level environment. Yes, exactly. And that's like, but we can only compensate for so long. So technically the, it's like 10 to 15 years. Yeah. Well, right when I started having all my issues, it was literally at the 15 year mark of being yeah. a nurse. Yeah. And it was like, boom, everything fell apart. And then it's like, I've gotten really far with that, but then just trying to find this level of like maintaining homeostasis, you know, has been interesting for me. Sure. So what I've been trying to explain to my other friends, especially once you're over 30, cause I know so many girls that used to do bikini contests and do all these things in their twenties. Mm -hmm. And so then that's what they know to do is to go really hard and, you know, yes. fasted cardio and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, but you don't understand as you're body ages, all these extra things are doing the exact opposite of what you think you're doing for it. And it doesn't work anymore because your body's in a different state. And especially with your hormones, you know, yes. what I've been explaining to women about all the extra heat producing things. Well, your yin naturally decreases after 35. Right. So now after 35, you should be consciously doing a little less in yes. some ways and yes. do more restorative stuff to maintain that balance. And especially if, you know, you still want to have babies, you know, or after people have had babies Absolutely. and their hormones are all out of whack. Absolutely. And I, you know, I don't think that uh, aspect with the hormones even gets talked about, you know, it's no, just a situation where it's like, oh, you're 40. So just be aware, you know, your hormones are not going to be okay. So either take them or don't take them. But gosh, there's so many things we can still, you know, there's still so many Dude. other things we can do. Number one, regulating your food. That's the number one yeah. thing we can do, you know, but again, you know, adequate rest and just truly finding a way to basically kind of mind dump every single day, you know, as a, you know, as a nurse, 
I guess maybe if someone would have taught you practice when you were in nursing school to cleanse your body, to take a salt bath mm-hmm. when you would come home at night, right? Like what, what would have happened even if you just did that? You know, even if you did some breath work before you went to bed, or maybe you did a yen practice uh, right before bed and you, you, you tried to release some blockages and got your body more opened up. Maybe they even taught you in nursing school that you should do acupuncture once a month, at least just to kind of re-stimulate but see, none of those things really get talked about. And they certainly don't get talked about when it comes to hormone balancing, for sure. And so we've just always taken that approach is it's, you know, okay, all of this is is a part of, you know, finding optimal health. And it goes way beyond just what I should be eating. And, and if it's enough carbs, or if I should cut my carbs, or if I should have this much protein, it, it and it's always a balancing act. And I try to just coach a person on their body, you're going to have different seasons of your life, you're going to need higher amounts of protein in different circumstances. Uh, you'll need less in other circumstances. On rest days, you're going to want to eat this way. And then, you know, on busier days, you'll eat another way. But when it comes to the fads, you know, and there's so many different theories out there and so many people you can follow, you can see this drop dead gorgeous model on Instagram and she does this workout and she eats this way. And that that's great for her. And I'm, I'm happy it works out for her, but not everybody is going to connect the same way because of what you said. You know, if we tried to put you on a bikini competitor's diet right after you came out of that 15 years of nursing, right in that situation, Jessica, you would have done terrible on something like that. Oh, no, like I that, did. It I, did. You know, I tried. Would have tanked you, yes. you know. No, that's actually worse, you know. So it actually did. So when I had gotten the IUD and it was just like instantly, it was like five pounds. And I was like, that's weird. Like I don't fluctuate weight like that. And then, so I just started being a little more strict with my diet. And then I started doing more cardio. I started doing like cardio at night on top of my morning weightlifting. And then even like the sauna at night. And all I kept doing was literally just gaining more weight. And it was so frustrating. And then like just a lot of the things I've learned about like, the lymphatic system and stuff too, because it's like, I have had spider veins, like sinus congestion issues and cellulite, like my whole life, no matter how lean I've ever gotten, it's never gone away. And then learning more recently about all those things. And I'm like, see, no one ever taught me these things. And I even freaking worked in healthcare. You know, they don't teach you any of that. I know. And (laughs) it is, it's, I mean, it even is just, as a, even as what I do, I, you know, I really had to work at learning these things and that's, what's always set me apart. You know, it didn't matter how many certifications I had. I wasn't learning about that type of thing. You know what I yes, mean? And so I yes, had to just exactly. keep going and like going in different directions and learning from different practitioners and just engaging in different environments, creating community and, and getting into different communities and learning different ways. And then the wisdom from what you gain from other people people and their experiences is what grows you. But, you know, it's so true that, I mean, just at the end of the day, you could just keep at what you were doing before and really, truly just have kept swelling. Your your poor lymphatic system would have become so congested that honestly, Jessica, you probably would have created a disease because you're mm-hmm. not shuttling toxins out of your body well at all. And and so before you know it, cancer has the ability to 
create it, it can be created in your body because you're just not getting rid of what you should be getting rid of every day and you just don't know how to and then the most basic things like the cellulite like i know that's an aesthetic thing but it's like how many people want to not have cellulite on their hamstrings right they want to be able to wear mm -hmm. shorts they want to be able to wear it comfortably and yet you'll see folks that you know still need to lose 20 pounds but yet they don't have cellulite on their legs and you're just like well how is that you know like how is it that that girl over there actually is a pretty good shape but she has cellulite on her legs this girl over here really to be at optimal health probably needs to lose 20 pounds but she doesn't have cellulite on her legs however she does yoga five days a week she does breath work every morning uh she she takes salt baths she uses stuff to release the fascia you know she does acupuncture like okay maybe she's still working at losing those 20 pounds but when she loses the 20 pounds she's gonna love the body that she loses it to because her skin's gonna be taut and the fascia is gonna be the way it should be and when you unlock your fascia you don't have that cellulite, you know, but that's almost like a daily habit as well. You mm -hmm. have to keep working at, you know, opening your body up, releasing blockages from your body and releasing that fascia, whether it be through a foam roller, you know, a, 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 a dry brush just to stimulate the lymph, taking salt baths, um, doing yin yoga, things like that. I mean, all these practices combine together and they make it to where you genuinely don't walk around with cellulite as well as just mobility exercises, flexibility exercises. You'll see people that'll go into the gym, you know, five, six days a week, no problem at all weight training. And I mean, hardcore weight training, but they will not stretch. They will not mm -hmm. make stretching a priority, you know, and, and I'm not just a quick stretch person. I'm a person I get down, I hold, I breathe through a stretch. I'm releasing my body when I'm stretching, but they don't want it. They don't want any piece of stretching because they don't think it's what's going to change their body. But when I show them how it's going to lengthen things, when I show a man how it could actually build the, the actual belly of the muscle, if they lengthen and if they release that fascia, they actually could get bigger if they put an emphasis on flexibility. It, it's amazing. People just don't have that technique. They don't know that it's a priority. And I certainly am passionate about that and definitely spend my career you know, speaking on it for sure. I think another part of that, though, too, is I think with some men that have experienced a lot of certain kind of emotional physical traumas in their life it is a subconscious letting go total refusal to let go absolutely so it's almost like their subconscious is trying to keep them in that fearful state because yeah. that's what's familiar right so that's why stretching is so uncomfortable because stretching is releasing and what i've been having the conversation conversation i've been having with a lot of men about their body aches. And I'm like, it's because your body's holding on to so much. It really you is. Need to, you need to like stretch and move in particular ways that are going to help release the energy that's stored in those places because emotions are energy in motion. And when yes. your joints get really stiff and locked up and you're just building such contracted muscles, it's storing a lot of trapped emotions and energy there. So, so good. yes doing that is going to be helpful. So one of my friends, my Absolutely. lineman friends, I got him to, you know, he's total like 
man's man, you know, like right. they don't really talk about their emotions and stuff. Yes. Well, I got him to go to a yin yoga class with me and he loved it. And he's like, wow, like that was so cool. So he's at a job in Oregon and he got a bunch of the guys from his job to go to a yoga class. And one of the guys was crying afterwards and he's oh, like, are wow. you okay? And he wasn't responding. He looked back and he's crying and he's like, are you okay? And he's like, I don't even know why I'm crying. Well, that's oh. like how powerful it was oh, for this wow. dude. That's amazing. You know what? I've witnessed that. And on, on Sundays, just yesterday, I do a, a stretching class. Uh, I call it deep stretch and it's basically yen yoga. Um, and the reason why I call it deep stretch is because I hold it at a jujitsu studio. And I know three quarters mm. of the men would not come to that class if I called it yen yoga. So I call it deep stretch because I want to get them in there and I want to change their life. And I know I will. And I watch them. I just look at them on the mat and like, I almost have tears in my eyes because I can see them like decompressing and like mm -hmm. being given permission to breathe for a moment. And then I watch them walk out differently because they're coming in and they're just like, you know, they're just like this. And so I do that twice a month, like just literally because I love it. I love helping people. And even in my coaching practice with uh, nutrition, I always leave my office and go into our stretching room and I teach someone a yen posture. You know, I'll teach them to open their chest in the morning or I'll teach them a butterfly posture to open their hips up, uh, a mm -hmm. reverse bridge to open their psoas, you know, and release that. And, and I mean, like I'll get messages within three days. I cannot tell you how different I feel right now. Like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. Like I I'm actually just more calm and, you know, I've had folks that don't need to take anxiety medication anymore because they've added that practice, you know, um, when it comes to maybe even just being able to like lighten your load and become more relaxed yeah. and more fun and more like for me, what I felt Yen did is it just made me uh, laugh and joke more, you know, like I just goof off more. I'm not as like, everything's gotta be business and everything has to be serious. Like I just start goofing off. And like, yeah. I'm telling you, like the people that really know me are like, wow, Deb, what's going on? Like you are different. And I'm just like, it's just, I don't know. It's just got me more laid back. I'm not so intense. Now I know what I need to be intense about and where I need to be focused and stuff like that. But like, it really has calmed me and produced a new, a new type of stability that like I've been seeking my whole life, you know, and nothing I've ever tried to find has ever helped, you know, has ever achieved it in that manner. And I'm witnessing that, but yes, when it comes to guys, it's pretty remarkable how like, you know, they're so tight and yes, they're holding it in different areas. And you're just like, you know what it is. Like you can see it on them. You can see where they're holding that, just that stress over the years, year after year, maybe it's the career, maybe it's the uh, having to, you know, hold on to the stress of all the finances for their family, or it's their relationship, yes. you know, or it's their childhood. Well, and you know, a lot of, a lot of men actually do come and talk to me about stuff like that. And they tell me that like the demise of their marriage and all these things that have happened to them in their life. And they do talk about how it's just so much pressure that sometimes they feel like they're going to suffocate and they feel like, okay, if, if I can't maintain this, then who will, right? And it's like not being able to talk to people. And then the guard that comes up with these men, it's just, it's really crazy that it all of a sudden it becomes a space where it's like, they feel like they can only talk to women 
which I find interesting because right. it's like truly what they do need is the men in their life, you know, right. but you have to be what you need, right? You have to become yeah. who you needed at some point. So I empower them to start opening up the door to other men. And it's so yes. cool to see like that domino effect. But what I have become extremely observant with is people's body language. And I could really yes. tell how tight a guy is wound by how their ability to stay still or not. When you have, when you sit and have a conversation, if they're like, like yes. they're just shuffling and yes. like you can tell, and then like talk about like how something is like tight or, you know, they're getting a cramp or something like that. And I'm like, bro, right. that means you need to find some stillness <laughs> in your life and you need to stretch more and it's so good do though. more it's things so true because and it's funny because a lot of the times i can recognize this stuff because i used to be like that right so that's right. that's well, a yeah. lot of the things i, I always listen to ed Milet. i i just love him yeah, i i, love I listen Milet to him too. i probably yeah. a little bit every day i just think he's really good and he always says you know what you think is the worst part about you you know that that the thing that that disqualifies you is actually what qualifies you to help people. In my case, yeah. you know, me getting so sick, I almost died is what's qualified me all these years to equip and help people to save their life with nutrition, right? You know, my husband having a heart attack at 26, you know, uh, uh, wanting to commit suicide, you would think that that would make him shrink back and think I'm not good enough. You know, I can't do this. I can't help other people. In fact, though, it is what is actually driving him, right, to be able to help people. And so being able to shift that for someone and give them that perspective is so important. They need to hear it. And you're right. Men need to hear it from other men and they need to build that tribe of men that are strong and they're, they're strong because they're willing to admit weakness. Like, do you know yes, what I mean? Yes. Like, that's why they're strong. Cause they're like, they're willing to be themselves and actually say, Hey man, I want to connect with you. So I'm going to actually tell you some things that isn't so great about me. Cause I actually want to make a connection with you. I'm not trying to impress you. I want to actually make a connection with you and maybe bond with you as a friend. And so like, if someone could have that courage, you know, with other people to just be like, this is who I am. And my husband just flat out puts it out there with people. Like we will go out to dinner and he'll be like going through <laughs> the spiel, you know, like I used to drink this much beer every day. I did this, I did that. And then you can just tell they're like, and then he's like, look, if they don't like me after that, they're not our people. And I'm like, I get yeah. it. I just, I'm like, okay, let's just see if there are people or not. <laughs> I feel like it's like applied kinesiology. Do they like us? Are they our people or not? Just let John talk. We find out really fast. But uh, I love, but, I love hearing about awesome. your husband because I feel like he's like a male version of me because I, that's, that's totally me. I, I am, totally think you're right. I think it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good. It's like, it's not a bad yeah. thing at all. It's like so awesome. You know, it's, it's, it, it's not. Like I, I'm not wired that way. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. I give you little pieces of me like over time and there's windows and opportunity. And I just listen to you and I let you, you know, that type of thing where he's like, here it is. This is who I am. Now, you know that let's go hang out, you know, like <laughs> what do you want to yeah. do? You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I feel like for me, I have been able to like, have the safe space for men to have these conversations with me 
But then I notice once it gets into the feedback part of it, because they will specifically ask me, I've gotten, like I said, better with the discernment of what I say when, but then they don't receive my feedback as well as they would from other men. And I've literally watched it happen to where um, the gym owner, the gym that I go to, him and I, we like tag team coach people. It's hilarious. Like people come to us and talk to us about a lot of things. And he obviously provides the male perspective and I provide a female perspective. So what I've noticed, sometimes we're talking to someone and I will give them a certain amount of feedback, but they do not receive it well from me. But he could literally tell them the same thing, just in different words and they hear it and they receive it well. So that's why I'm like, anytime I meet guys that have been through certain things and they're considering going into that arena. And I'm like, yes, 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 (laughs) please do that. Like other men need you. But what I've noticed is where they get hung up is kind of on their own stuff. And like, I feel like it's like a perfectionist thing that like you need to be perfect and have all your stuff perfectly packaged. And it's like, no, you only have to be 10 steps ahead or 10% further along in your journey to be able to help guide someone else, you know? And part of what I want to do with all these people that I'm connecting with is help empower people to become this alchemist of their own life. Like how can you alchemize the pain that you've been through into your purpose and into helping other people with those things, you know, because we all think we're alone on this journey and in our journeys. And it's like, yeah, the person next to you might not have the same exact one, but it's very similar. We're all going through very similar things that we can help each other with. Absolutely. And I love what you're doing and I love the community that you're trying to build. And I, I will, you know, support and be part of that, you know, anytime that you need it, because what drives us, you know, what drives us with integrity training systems, what drives me with what I do for a living. I wish I could tell you it's for a paycheck because it's not. I mean, many years ago, you know, the paycheck was certainly a driver, you know, as as you're trying to build a career. Uh, but gosh, once you or open up your first brick and mortar, you can't do anything for a paycheck because you don't even get a paycheck for many years. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So the, the drive and the passion there has to be a vision for something. And so for us, our vision has always been saving someone's life the way we save John's or saving someone's life, you know, from a, a, a just, you know, living, not living life to the fullest, you know, and, and not, not yeah. achieving optimal health and not really finding their true self. And, and, you know, I've watched people completely change careers. I've watched people go from like working as just like an analyst to become a, you know, a CFO or, you know what I mean? A, a, a managing partner of, of a firm or something, you know, because they finally see a person in the mirror that they actually believe in that that someone that that they can support every day and they start talking to themselves in a different dialogue and you know a health coaching practice is so much about that and so little about the food although they yes, come in and the the food is this like they think the food's everything the food's going to change everything yes. not no i mean it will change things and it's very important and we need it but like our standards, you know, the way we speak to ourselves, you know, our ethics, just the way we're caring for ourselves, the way we view ourselves, that's everything. I mean, it's just everything. And you need someone in the ring with you that is like, 
not willing to give up on you and and yeah. and just won't stop pressing those hot buttons to make you get out of your comfort zone and step into something just a little bit more that will really shake you up and show you who you could really be you know and show mm, you I how great that. you can really feel and release the toxins and 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 get the energy and 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 just shine a different light you know in your life and no matter what age you are no matter what sex you are no matter what your situation is no matter what your religion is no matter what it is there is another way to live and there's a better life out there for you and every day i wake up and chase after a better version of myself but i also wake up every day and help other people have the vision that they could have a better life for themselves for their family for their spouse you know just in just all of it and you can be that one person that changes things for your whole entire family like i've watched yes. entire families change because of one person's decision to get healthier and I'm talking like grandparents went ahead and got on board and aunts and uncles, like just, it's just like, it's a big thing. And then before you know it, there's more financial freedom and like they're, they're walking in different ways from a, a I don't even know. It's like every area of their life just changes. So it, it's a true blessing to do what I do. That's for sure. But I sure as heck didn't get into it thinking I'm going to be doing this. You know, I'm, I got into it thinking I'm, I'm going to change someone's food. I'm going to exercise with them. I'm going to guide them all on that. And then sure as heck, right there in the middle of it all, five years into it, I was like, why did I not go to school for psychology? Like I needed to go to school <laughs> for psychology. And I'm like a contemplating going back, you know, at that age, I was contemplating going back. So I think this is about psychology. This isn't about macros none of my certifications are fixing any of this for people so then i just started going into a completely different direction my studies were on totally different stuff now i did start studying functional medicine that's when i became you know a functional nutrition coach because i wanted to learn from functional medicine doctors that's the perspective that i take when it comes to nutrition but so much bigger you know it's just it's just so much bigger and if you're thinking about working with someone on your, your nutrition think about it from a whole health perspective and make yeah. sure that that person is evaluating the whole thing, the big picture, your whole life. They want to know about your kids. They want to know about your family. They want to know about your past. They want to know about how you process emotions. You know, it, it, it doesn't happen all on the first visit. I meet with someone for six months with my program and most of the time they renew again because it just takes time. You know, it, it really takes time. I would say you did things at an exceptional rate because legitimately I would recommend something and you did it. I mean, you just pressed into it. And so you just made life altering changes because you were willing to make the commitment yes. that it took, you know, and you were willing to try new things. And that's just always my prayer for all people. And, and the hope that when I meet with people, I can encourage them to, you know, just to, to, to make a fresh start, to quit looking at what you've done in the past and all the mistakes you've made yes. and all the times you've failed, you know, and just fresh start it, you know, and just say, you know, I'm going to do it different this time. And I'm going to try some new approaches, build a different community, get around some like-minded individuals. And I'm just going to change my life by changing my health. And I truly think that we meet people at perfect timing, right? Yeah. Like I felt like you came across my path at perfect timing when I was very open and willing 
to try all the things. And I was ready to leave everything I had done in the past behind because yeah. it wasn't working. And I'm like, okay, well, clearly I need to do something different. But I was also doing that in every area of my life. That's the right. other thing is that so many people are still stuck on doing everything how they used to do it. And you're like, okay, but that's not who you are anymore. And if you want different results, you have to make different decisions in every aspect of your life. So yeah. it was perfect timing that I was open and willing to make those choices. Cause it's like, I feel out when I have conversation with people about like health and wellness, about how open are they to zooming out? Because yeah. typically what people are focusing on is their freaking calorie count and yes. very restrictive diets. And that's yeah. the other thing where I'm like, okay, I've been there. I've tried every same as you, every freaking diet that exists. I tried the blood type. I've tried vegetarian. I tried vegan. Yeah. I tried the elimination diet and literally saw no changes. And for me, it was just, I truly just want to be optimal and I want to have a balance of all the things because I want to experience everything in life. So, you know, trying to be super restrictive, I have come to realize that anything that puts me in any kind of box doesn't work for me. Isn't for me. Right. You know, so it's having to have some kind of label of veganism or carnivore and doing anything like that. It's just not functional for my nervous system. Right. But also my general, general overall wellness is that I just want a little bit of everything to experience a little bit of everything. And then having that mindset that I am fueling my body, I'm giving it what it needs to do what it knows how to do. And yes. so many people are eating in a fear mindset. Absolutely. And, and, you know, and, and there are some foods that I don't agree with, you know, I mean, they're poisonous, yeah. they're toxic, they're pro-inflammatory, they will cause disease in your body. And I will coach you on that. And I will teach you on that. I mean, but sometimes you're just going to go on a vacation and you're going to end up eating what you're going to end up eating and you're going to enjoy it. Yeah. You're going to have a great time and we're going to come back and we're going to put the pieces back together and we're going to get you feeling better again. We're going to release the toxins and we're going to work it out. So it's just unrealistic to think, you know, that you're just going to put yourself in that box and stay in that box forever. That's why I yes. don't really feel like diets work, you know, so I just really do whatever I can to coach people on food, help them to understand the backdrop and the science behind food. Then when they're finished with me in six months, they have this framework that like they can look at food and know if I get a headache, I had a little bit too much of that. If I'm feeling this way, I'm not getting enough of that, you know, and I need to add a little bit more here, you know, that sort of thing. And you know, when I leave here in a little bit, we're getting ready to go do our radio show. We do a radio show once a week yeah. and I've been doing radio for 10 years and I will have people, I mean, it just happened the other day. I had a person that came in, she had been listening to me for seven years before <laughs> she made a decision to come and work for me. And when I do radio, I'm not necessarily doing it because I expect everybody's going to come and work with me, you know, but you're doing it to make an impact, you know, and to try to get in front of more people. Um, you know, to, with a positive message. But like you said, with that timing thing, you know, that that woman probably wasn't ready to see me four no. years prior or three years prior. And had she come, we wouldn't have made the changes that we made. So you do have to be in a place 
where you're open and you're ready to take on a message and you're ready to take on some changes and you're not taking this guy on Instagram and this book and this, that, and then you're coming to a person and saying, well, I want to be able to do this and a little bit of this and a little bit of that. No, that's not going to work. Pick a path and then follow that path. And then when it comes to your food, pay attention to how you feel and work with someone that's listening to you when you say that makes me tired that gives me a headache i actually felt like i had bloating when i ate that you know i get acid reflux when i eat this because all of those things mean something and they don't mean take an antihistamine take an antacid take an anti-inflammatory yeah. they mean that something's a little off you know and so you need someone that can just dial all that in for you and that you know that's what i do yeah, I love that. And it, I like that people have to be, you know, open to that because otherwise, like those aren't the clients you want to work with, you know, and right. that's, I have a lot of conversations with people about, you know, trying to be something for everyone. And it's like, no, 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 no. Just whatever you bring to the table, just own that because yes. whoever is, is your people like the like difficult clients, it's like, okay, well, maybe they're not your clients then, you know, like, absolutely. And that's okay. Yes. You want you, people that are willing to do the work with you. You have to have the confidence in yourself to know, Hey, yeah. you know, like in my, in my perspective, I use a faith analogy, but like God's called me to do this for a living. I have no doubt, no question in my mind. That's what I'm, I'm on this earth to do. Right. So yeah. I see every person that walks in the door as a divine appointment. I, I don't even you know, I, I know that. I'm here to help them. Right. So I'm not yeah. pressing myself into social media, like work with me, hire me, work with me. I'm just saying, Hey, I cooked this for my daughter last night. She didn't get bloated. She didn't have a reaction because it's gluten-free. She feels amazing. You should try this with your kids. You know, or that's what I'm influencing people to, because I know the right people that need me will end up coming to me. And if you can take that perspective, no matter what industry you're in, I mean, genuinely, no matter what industry you're in, you will lessen your stress levels probably by 50% because you know that if you're passionate and driven and hardworking and you've got the right reasons backing you for why you do the things you do, you're going to be successful at it. It'd be impossible to not be successful at it, you know, because you're not driven well, you by become... the money, you're driven by the change that you want to bring to a person. Yeah. And then you become that like vibrational match. Then you start to magnetize your people in because you're vibrating at such this high level of like unconditional love and just wanting to give and serve people yes. and not there for the money. But obviously money is still energy. So it is an energetic exchange right. too. And we so. need it, you know, absolutely. Yeah. And the thing is, it does not matter what your profession is. And cause I, I coach people all day long, you know, that their work is their stressor. That's why they end up eating the wrong foods. There's times where I've told someone, why are you doing this job? Are you serious yes. for this? You're saying all these things. You should be doing yeah. this job. And then, you know, they'll say, I, that's my dream job. Well, then go get the job. You know, yeah. start having a vision for how you're going to achieve that dream. Why? I just won't have benefits at that job. And, and I, I don't, I won't get the vacation pay. And, and I, I don't think I can afford it. Well, <laughs> you're, you're going to die at the job you're at right now. You hate your life. You're going to get divorced. And you're, you're probably going to have a heart attack. So 
why don't we do without a little bit of the vacation pay and a little bit of this and a little bit of that? And then why don't we have enough faith to think that you might be amazing at this new job and you may do so well at it that you end up owning the company one day, you know, like you got to see it before it can actually come to pass. But yeah, I think it's just that intention. I love that story about Apple and about Steve Jobs. Whenever he would try to sell his product, he wasn't talking about the details behind the computer. He was like, I love apples. Isn't this a beautiful piece? Like, isn't this gorgeous? Like, don't you want this sitting on your desk? Like, aren't you going to love carrying this around? Like, this is the best looking model you are ever going to lay eyes on. Well, like, now I want it. You know, like, I'm like, oh, yeah. I mean, you're right. I want to have the best looking computer on my desk. And if it was rose gold, I would probably buy it because it would like flow with my office. You know, like, if he started yeah. talking like that, I'm not even a Mac person. I'd probably buy a Mac, you know, because it would like, yeah. I'm an interior decorator. I love to decorate. Like, I'd be like, I need that Mac. It's going to match my office. Well, in whatever you do, if you can transfer that energy to people, that's all influence is. It's just transferring energy. Well, you, we pray you're, you're influencing people for the positive, you know, and for the good. Yeah. But with whatever you do, you're transferring energy. That's all you have to do. Whatever you're selling, whatever the product is, whatever the service is, it's all you have to do. And it takes that stress load so much lower. You know, I believe in myself and I believe in what I coach yeah. people. So when they come in here, there's no question. They like, they don't question, do it, does Debbie believe in that? Or is she just kind of reading it off a list? Like, this is what I should be doing. No, no, they know I believe in it, you know? So then what happens is, is they end up believing in it and they become a change agent and they leave here just like you, right? Just right now, mm -hmm. you know, you're, you are impacting people. I will never impact. And I played a very small role in helping you grow and helping you get to this place. That's like bigger than money. I mean, knowing that you get to go yeah. impact hundreds of thousands of people because of your health right now, I want to keep doing that, you know? And, um, if people need that purpose in their life, and if it's not coming from their job, they've got to find a window of opportunity for it. Whether it's serving in their community, maybe it's uh, something they do with their church or something, whatever it is, you have to find a formula to have that purpose and to be driven by that because you'll never be satisfied if you're not. Well, it's like having this passion and drive to want to help people go from just surviving to thriving in their exactly. life. Exactly. That's right. That's right. And that's, and that's why I just love what you guys do as a whole, as a couple, as a business, everything is because you're zooming out to that bigger picture of like, yes, the food is part of it, but how can we look at all these aspects of your life? Because they all contribute to you being able to get out of survival and thrive and actually live. Exactly. Exactly. That's our passion, you know, is, is, and that's our, that's what we communicate. Like I said, we're going to do our radio show and then uh, here pretty soon. And that's what we'll talk about. I mean, you would think we were going to get on the radio and talk about, you should use olive oil instead of canola oil. You should do this. And yeah. every now and again, like we have a segment where we do yeah. that. I mean, but you're thinking you're online with the nutritionist, you're online with the trainer. Like we're going to talk about lap pulldowns, but we don't, we end up talking about 
Like the struggle is real, but if you stay stuck in the struggle all day long, you will be cemented in the struggle, basically. It's quicksand. And so here's how to not get stuck in the struggle all day. You know, like that's what we talk about, you know, those types of topics and how to release your body and how to open it up and, and how to achieve optimal health in areas outside of just exercise and nutrition. And even our producer that does the show, you know, I mean, he'll say, like, I just, I just got to say every week, I'm, I'm so surprised by the topics that you guys choose, because when I'm thinking a fitness couple are coming in or a wellness couple's coming in, like I'm thinking we're going to talk about, you know, and then we end up talking about something completely different. You know what I mean? Uh, Next or not this week, but next week we're talking about haters. I mean, how to deal with haters. If you're succeeding, yeah, in life, I love it. right? You're going to have haters. But when yeah. I, when I work with people one-on-one with their nutrition, what sends them south on their food? Like what's one of the things? Well, guess what? It's people talking about you. It's people bad-mouthing you. It's people coming against you and backstabbing you. And it's like, you have to be equipped for that. You have to build, mm-hmm. you know, your, your, your line of, uh, you have to be on the offense instead of always on the defense. And so you have to build yeah. that offense game, you know, and that's what we coach people on. So we'll have a whole show on that. And that has nothing to do with nutrition, but it has to do with how to have an effective, healthy lifestyle, you know? Well, it's resilience too, because if you crumble at every little thing of everyone's opinions, then how are you ever going to create that solid foundation where it's that's like, right. you have to get to that point where it's like people's opinions doesn't matter because once you realize People are just living in a projection state. You know, everything that they're saying is just a projection of everything they've experienced and how they feel about themselves. And this is actually my episode that's going to be next week is going to be about the manual and the mirror, you know, because we have manuals for everyone in our lives and they're not even us. And we have this expectation of them that they don't even know about. And then the mirror, everyone is our mirror. You know, they're always teaching us something. There's always something that we could be learning from this reflection in this mirror, you know? You know, I mean, I have to go after this, but I wanted to, I do want to speak on this, okay? Because projection, I mean, when it comes to meeting with folks and, you know, really getting into the inner workings of why they're failing on food and just why they're, you know, maybe closeting or whatever's going on, you know, just why they can't stay committed to something. They see problems that quite literally don't even exist. Like they're projecting their own insecurity on all of these different things in their life. And because I'm just out here on the outside, I can go to them and say, I don't really think it's happening that way. Like, I think you should reconsider the way you're framing that. It's possible that that person could just be doing this. And maybe if you just address them in this manner and just come right out in the open and ask them, you might really get some answers that you're truly looking for. But instead, you've created a whole false reality that doesn't even exist. It is not, it's like a movie that people write in their minds about a situation and it's not even true. And then what happens is they get other people involved and they start telling that story to other people. And now hate ends up getting built and it becomes like this really big thing. And, and none of it, it's all based off of false truths and, and people's inner insecurities. And we got to walk in love. 
we got to create an environment where we're just, we just have the courage to be able to speak up and say, Hey, listen, you know, you did this. And I'm just kind of like, you know, that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I'm like, surely I took that the wrong way. So I, I know you, I see your heart. Like, did I get take that the wrong way? Or did you really mean it like that? And they'll be like, Oh my gosh, I did not mean it like that. Like, or something like that. Like have the courage to just say, I know I'm insecure here. I can't blame that on you. I got to figure out what the real thing is that's going on here. And guess what? You become more confident every time you do that. Like your confidence gets built when you have the courage to not project your insecurity on somebody and to actually believe that something better could be going on. You know, like I first just think I got to think something good here instead of thinking the worst about that person which I'll be honest, I've been screwed over plenty of times in business, but hmm. I moving forward refuse to believe that everybody's out to get me and that everybody's yep. going to screw me. And I'm not going to have a jaded perspective because I will yeah. never be able to help people. I will, I will never help people if I do that. Right. So I always just it only think, hurts you. I will claim like the best circumstance, the best outcome. I'll be going into a place and yeah. John will be like, oh my gosh. I'll be like, we have favor with those people. And, he, and, and he'll be like, they literally hate us. I'm like, but we're going to have favor with them today. And we'll sit down and they will just say something like, I just want you to know 10 years ago, I made that terrible comment about you, but I've watched you for 10 years and you are the real deal and I'm sorry. And then we'll go back in the car and he'll be like, I don't even know how that just happened. Like, who has that happened to, to them? And I'm like, yeah. you, John, you got to expect good out of people. Like, we just have yep. to ask and that to come into us. And yes, yeah, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, you know. But if we expect the worst out of everybody, I can assure you that that is what we will get. I, I'm just telling you, we will get it every time if we walk in like, I expect the worst, but anyways, I just wanted to throw that out energy. There it's because energy flows where attention goes. So exactly. wherever you're placing your attention is where you're placing energy too. So if you're yes. placing I it on it. the negativity, on the drama, all that kind of stuff, then that's exactly what you're going to feed. I love it. I think we should like do this more often. We have good talks. We have good things yes. we need to talk yes. about. And I think we can share this with people and they will you know, they will encounter like, a, they'll get a morsel from it that it'll be like, ooh, that was a seed. I needed that. That's yeah. planted. And I'm going to change something because of that. And it's messages like this that have really allowed me to help more people. You know, yeah. I'll take little bits and pieces and I'm like, okay, I can shuttle that into somebody else, you know? So I yeah. appreciate the opportunity to join you and I hope to do it again soon. Okay. So I will put in the show notes how to find Debbie, how to contact her, how to work with her. And yeah, it's just, it's been amazing. I'm so grateful that our paths cross and then I got to work with you and that I'm having you on the show too. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening. God bless. All right. Have a great day.